How are you, my poor little fragile buttercup? Mm, all is not well in my little <laughs> world, but it's getting better now because this is Sustainable. Number 70. Crikey. Well, sustainable. Your voice is all peculiar. You've drunk several pints of something that's made your voice go wobbly. Welcome, listener, to your friendly little environment podcast about people and the planet and why, even though it's all rather rum and miserable, we can still have a little bit of bants. A, a every now a. and then and what have we got coming up this week oh well dave we are going to be talking about um houses or rather uh, uh, home homes ho- homes 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 yes. that are going to be less valuable because of that fracking um we're going to be talking about how it's a great time currently cu- currently a great time to be a massive infrastructure project in america and um, we're going to be talking about the shock caused by some twitter accounts in america uh and how they're generating lots of support from the public uh, ohms current shock generating yes, yes, yes. you're getting it uh, and yes. also we're going to be talking about how that nasty donald trump is um ampering ampering uh, amp, impair ampering um, the world's ability to save um, the climate. So there is a theme, and our theme <laughs> is resistance, Dave. Very, very good, very good, Al. Uh, just the usual disclaimer, we do work for environmental charities, but these are very much our own views. So if you have any beef with anything that we are about to discharge, uh, take it up in our direction, and do not take it up with anyone for whom we work. Yes? Yes, quite right. Let's conduct the show. Things Donald done. So, Things Donald done. This is the section that sadly is just unmovable from the show because Donald Trump, the great orange... Fury Box uh, has always done something awful um, in that there, America. So this week, he's done about a million things that are awful. Far too many to to list here. And most of them affecting, you know, all of humanity. Uh, But (laughs) what specifically (laughs) has he done this week, Dave? Do you remember, Ol? Uh, back in November 2015, quite a while ago, episode 30, we talked about a thing called the Keystone Pipeline. I do. I didn't realise it was that long ago. I remember talking mm. about it. I thought it was a few weeks ago. Oh, no. crikey. No, yes. All right. Well, what did we say? Uh, Keystone Pipeline. Well, we were all happy, weren't we? Because uh, uh, of this. We have carried a galumphing great amount of oil from the north to the south. And President of the Free World and all-round manhunk Barack Obama said, no, uh-uh, no way. And at the end of last week, he formally... Kiboshed it. Oh, those days were nice days. They were nice days. Yeah. So um, he's overturned that. So uh, oh. he's gonna. He's gonna. Oh. He's telling the company to get on and put in new permits for building that Keystone Pipeline. Great. Um, 
And do you remember uh, three episodes ago, we talked about the Dakota Access Pipeline and all yeah. that who are at Standing Rock. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Let's have a listen. People uh, have said, uh, no, sod off. And they've been joined rather uh, wonderfully by an awful lot of other people jointly saying, sod off, mm. get, your, get your dirty housewife out of here. And uh, last weekend, this happened. Dakota Access Pipeline easement to cross the Missouri River has been denied. Ecstatic. Excited. Oh, yeah, there we go. That was lovely. We got all misty-eyed and uh, full of, you know, renewed faith in humanity and the ability of uh, oppressed people to rise up and stop bad things happening. Yeah, so um, he's going to build that as well. Uh, um, so he's yeah. asked <laughs> he's asked the company yeah. that um, is currently looking at like alternative routes. He's basically gone, yeah, don't look at alternative routes. Just kind of, you know, have, have put in a new application for the one you wanted to do first time. Uh, so perfect. he's done that. That's perfect. Um, he has said, this is all in the first week. This is all stuff he's done, like, you know, before the leather of the Oval Office chair has properly moulded itself into the shape of his big orange arse, right? <laughs> he's done all this stuff. He has said, um, he's put in a new rule that says whenever you're doing an environmental impact review of like a big project, like, I don't know, like a big motorway or something like that, highway, uh, that you should just do that review like really, really quick and not pay too much attention to it. You should expedite the environmental review. Right. There's a specific rule that he's said. Um, and this is all in the first week. And he has surrounded himself with white men and stopped US funding going to charities that help with abortion. Yeah, that was a really classy, classy, classy. photo call. Here's Wasn't me it? and a bunch of old men uh, telling women what they can do with their bodies or can't do with their bodies. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Are you sure you have time for this, man? I realise the next few days are very special for you. <laughs> well, don't you want to be playing tennis a lot in tight white jeans? But anyway, the main thing I wanted to talk about, what he has done, all What, yeah, more? Uh, well, yeah, well, this is stuff that he's done... Um, Sort of without, it's not an executive order thing. It's more of just being a total bastard thing, right? Oh, yeah. So he, like, immediately after he became president, so, like, you know, last weekend, yeah, a weekend before the one we just had, uh, straight away, the environmental... Thank you, thank you for explaining what last weekend means. Well, uh, <laughs> not the right. current weekend, but the, the one, one before. Yeah. Well, no, because if it's, if it's a... Very if low it's opinion a... of either me or our <laughs> listeners or both. Both. <laughs> the Environmental Protection Agency is the bit of America which does like the environment, right? So it is, you know, yeah, it, we've talked it's, about it's, it a lot, haven't we? We've talked about it's it a lot. Now being run by that horrible person who wanted to shut it down originally, is that right? Yeah, well, it's actually, it was being run for a bit by this guy called Myron Ebel, who is like total arch tea party, free markets, climate change is terrible git right uh, this he said it's being looked after by the guy who said this human beings have dealt with climate change ever since human beings have existed and, and, and in fact have survived ice ages which are a lot more trouble than a little bit of warming the fact is that uh, we we now uh, in modern society have the technology to deal with environmental challenges and that's why people live in phoenix and that's why people continue to move to Phoenix and leave the upper Midwest and the Northeast. Because warm is good, as long as we have air conditioning. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I know, oh. right? So as a result of that kind of mindset, uh, straight away, 
apparently the Environmental Protection Agency just got like told stop everything you're doing we are coming in we are coming in here and we are going to look at everything you are doing it is uh, properly chilling it's, it, i'm yeah. sure many people listening to the podcast will have seen this uh this few paragraphs that have been copied and pasted and sent round and it's um written by a by a staffer at the EPA and it's like i mean it's, it's out of a film it's 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 bizarre Where, where's arabella get uh, hi arabella Hello, Uncle Ollie. Thank you. Yeah, always saying hello to Dave, never hello to all your uncle. Anyway, uh, Arabella, let us know what um, what terrifying kind of state spying horrors are going on in the EPA. The entire agency is under lockdown. The website, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, is static and can't be updated. All reports, findings, permits, and studies are frozen and not to be released. No presentations or meetings with outside groups are to be scheduled. Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, Thanks, Arabella. The whole thing is being, like, just told, stop everything you're doing, because we don't trust it, and we're going to go through this all, like, from scratch. And the the, the communications director of the Environmental Protection Agency um, was, like, he was keen to sort of play it down, but it was kind of revealing (laughs) when he said said this. We're taking a look at everything on a case-by-case basis, including the web page and where the climate stuff will be taken down. Right. Well, that I mean, that doesn't sound like a massively good reason to be calm. That sounds <laughs> like a good reason to scream and go... The climate stuff. <laughs> stuff! Just... <laughs> stuff! You know that... That stuff. You know the, the words. There's some words on there. We've done some words about climate. And maybe we'll change those words or, or delete those words. It's just... Don't worry... God, it's just climate. It's just stuff. Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, Dave. What are we going to do? Well, what we, are we, gonna do? we can do bugger all, all. We're a snarky little podcast 6,000 miles away. But, but some people are doing something. Ooh. Anti-enough of the week. So, anti-Inhoff time. This Mm. is a section where we look at the people who are being heroically green and not eco-guffy. And these people are, well, they're just springing up all over the place in that America because they're not hugely pleased with being told to stop doing all work on anything environmental. Um, So, who are they and, and what's happening, Dave? Yeah, this is great. It's a very 21st century little act of rebellion, this, right? So as part of what was going on with this here lockdown purgy type thing of the Environmental Protection Agency, then all the bits of it, so things like uh, the national parks, yeah, Mm. were told, don't go and do any tweeting that contravenes the new orange overlords mood, right? (laughs) Um, But they went, no, sod that. We're going to, right? So the people in charge, sort of one by one, the people in charge of various national parks is, and there's loads of them in America. You've been to some, haven't you? I have been to some. But I think, yeah, yeah gloriously, the first one to uh, to sort of start this mini resistance was called Badlands. Badlands. Badlands National Park doing some badass tweeting. Yeah, and all it was tweeting, it wasn't tweeting like death to the orange furor and all that kind of thing, right? (laughs) It was just tweeting, today the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is higher than any time in the last 650,000 years. Just tweeting loads of facts about climate change, basically, having been told that the Environmental Protection Agency doesn't do climate change anymore and that they weren't allowed to tweet 
they tweeted loads of facts about climate change. Mm, which not, like. not for long, though, did they? No, they deleted them. <laughs> they're <Yeah>. gone. <laughs> which I'm sure is fine. I'm sure that was just a kind of, we've done some tweets now and we don't want to have a, an overly busy Twitter feed, so we will just delete those because I'm sure everyone who's going to see them and needs to see them has seen them. Loads of other like national park sites, mostly fake ones as far as I can work out. Not fake exactly, but kind of like, you know, they didn't use the, the official national parks Twitter accounts that they had. They set up things like, you know, this uh, bad hombres national park, which is like a sort of the, the bad lands people setting up their sort of, you know alternative voice thing. So they just, having been told the people who work for these things that they can't tweet stuff, they just went and set up their own accounts and then started tweeting from that, right? Yeah, nice. and, and before you knew where you were, there were, there's 50, at least 50 of them. There's 50 when I checked the other day. Um, so like all of the, you know, all of the kind of national parks have got this alternative, it's like alt nat parks, uh, so like national park service alternative things. And they're all posting varying degrees on... Uh, here's all the science we're probably not allowed to tweet anymore um, and isn't Donald Trump a cock well I mean hooray for them and hooray for uh, the people at NASA as well who have been doing a similar thing so NASA obviously another agency which is going to get told to stop spending any money on anything that isn't getting to Mars um, and, you know, unfortunately, that means all of the brilliant climate research and, and very important and informative reports that have come out of NASA and all their satellites and everything, uh, that's going to that's gonna stop. So so there's rogue NASA Twitter accounts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not totally sure that they're being done by NASA people. In fact, I don't think they are being done by NASA no, people. No, they're, they're not. I don't really think any of them are. But the point is, like, the point is something else, really, I think, isn't it? And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about, right? Which is resistance. Mm. Hence your... Oh, hence your, my oh, God. Oh. Oh, oh, my God. It's the... Res- oh. Yes. What's going on here, Ol? Well, <laughs> what's going on here oh, is that this is just like one example of uh, people in America not really standing for this here, building a wall and letting Dakota Access Pipeline go ahead and saying you've got to bulldoze newts when you build things <laughs> and being a white man and stopping abortion and all of that sort of stuff. They're basically going, no, sod off. We're going to be like clever and inventive and we're going to do things about this, right? And okay, I don't imagine the great orange wobbly one is particularly bothered about a few people going on the internet and doing tweets, right? At least not Although, judging you know, by the pot, way you can dox his own life. Black, Yes, honest, exactly, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a start, isn't it? And then it's like, you were on that thing, um, you were on the Women's March, weren't you? I was on the Women's March, yeah. Went on the Women's March with Mrs O and with Baby O, his first oh, demo. Baby O. Baby O, yeah, yeah. He was going to be sat next to me while I was recording his podcast, but he was kicking off. Um, <laughs> so, so I dumped him on Mrs O and said, here, deal with this. Uh, hey, woman! <laughs> Take your child back. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe all came on, on the march. It was a very, very lovely, inspiring march. Um, I think it was a lot bigger than the uh, organisers were expecting. Um, at least I think that was the reason that when we turned up to march, we stood still for 45 minutes. Uh, but it was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. And some very creative placards. It was, tell you what was nice yeah. It was a different crowd, obviously a different crowd to the usual climatey demos. And it was kind of nice to get 
a sense of how oh, here's all the other people that care about stuff but also reminded me that the climate movement is massively kind of restricted in in how far it reaches for all of the improvements that have, uh, is made it's the same crusty people and you go on it on the tube on the way there on the tube on the way there it was amazing got on and it was very obvious that the entire carriage were going to the march whereas if you go into a climate march you see the crusty one with you know dreadlocks and you're like oh you're going to the march as well okay great but that's it so well like what had this got to so I didn't go on it because I was because I was editing last week's Sustainer Babble, everyone. Hey, so, I, <laughs> so I didn't go on the bloody march. Um, but uh, why what's it why women? Why like what's it got to do with Donald Trump? What's the like what was the sort of message of it? Why was everyone there? Mm, well, as with all of these things, there wasn't like a message. Um, but I think it was inspired by the demo that, that started in Washington, which was enormous by all accounts. Something like 3.7 million people went on it or something Blimey. insane. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think in general, it was everyone, I was certainly on it because I wanted to express my utter horror and distaste for uh, what is being said about and now enacted in policy uh, towards women. And, well, anyone, really. I mean, anyone who's being oppressed by uh, the new regime and um, just doesn't want to have, you know, their pussies grabbed, which was the, <laughs> which is the theme which is of most a, people. Yeah, of a yeah. lot of placards. There were some very good placards. There were some placards that I cannot say on this podcast, but were sublimely, sublimely, <laughs> sublimely <laughs> imaginative. Blimey, what, not even, if, hang on. Oh, right, I've got the beeper ready. Go. Okay. I'd call him a... But he lacks the depth and warmth. <laughs> very good. Very, very, very nice. To this day, when I think the resistance, I generally think of this. Very carefully. I shall say this only once. And we need to, I just want I just wanted to take a little moment just oh. to pay my respect to poor Sad Gordon Kay, what died, what was oh. Rene off of a lower low. Uh, and he's dead and it's all very sad because he died all sort of like alone and confused and not knowing who he was and stuff. So really? the, oh, yeah, dear. so you know, conveniently and uh, not conveniently, the I, I, we, you know, the, the resistance, we're talking about resisting, but also, you know, later's uh, Rene Artois. Nicely done, Dave. So, oh, yes. So, like, uh, you know, marches and doing Twitter accounts and like, you know, little podcasts that get snarky and people mm. sitting around taking the Mickey out of his tiny little hands and stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not actually really changing anything, is it? He's still going to go to like Standing Rock with all the guns again this time and shoot Indigenous people in the face until they get off the oil, and he's still going to like you know, go and do whatever he wants and bulldoze over things and build walls and all that, isn't he? So is it all, are we all going, hooray, brilliant, aren't we jolly, splendid and clever and aren't our placards fun, but actually not really going to change anything? Well, I mean, it's hard to say. Having listened back to those clips of us getting all, like I say, dewy-eyed about the brilliance of um, protest and resistance and how it's clearly just had no lasting impact because the orange one has overturned it, it's difficult to say that any of this stuff will make a tangible difference but that's not really the point is it it's all we can do all we can do is just say up with this we will not put and resist and it's just so dangerous the idea that you sit back and go oh, okay it's not ideal having donald trump but you know we've got to make the most of it 
it's so dangerous to kind of normalize is the word isn't it that people are mm-hmm. using and i think it is important that that as many people as possible routinely say this is this is not acceptable i don't know what i can do about it i know i'm uh, an insignificant little whining liberal in a small insignificant island off the coast of europe but still i just want everyone to know that i think this is horrible and i i guess equally importantly i am showing solidarity with those people who are getting actually you know well their lives potentially torn upside down torn upside down turned upside down and inside out and over the top <laughs> and round and round by um by his policies but also by the culture of, of fear and horror that he creates because that's you know that's as much the the, the bad stuff as, as the ridiculous policies isn't it this idea that you you legitimize um being homophobic you legitimize being misogynistic or you legitimize being racist that's if you've got the leader of the free world saying it's okay to be like this then potentially lots of other people will will act like it and that's horrible so i just think you gotta you gotta say i don't like it and what more can you do But there is one other thing as well I did want to say very briefly, which is about like uh, someone I know bunged this on the internet, and I think it's right, which is not to kind of underestimate the, uh, you know, the, you're right that, you know, I would go in and waving a placard, it's just me waving a placard, but at least people can see I'm waving a placard, right? And it, that is important. But there's also the fact that like that march you was on, whether it was 10,000 people or 100,000 people or a million people, all of them people were like, yeah, other people agree with me about yes. stuff. Yes. That's nice. I'm not alone. Um, and you get and, and you're walking along and you're all talking about things like a common set of values and you're all basically yeah. random strangers. You're all going, look, I sort of trust all these people here because they're all like, I'm not alone and we're not all entirely going to hell in a handcart. And for as long as there is, I guess you call it like fellowship or something or sort of solidarity or something just even less wanky than that, even just like the same sort of thing you get from church or from hanging out with your mates when you just have that sense of I'm not alone match. or going to a football match I'm not alone in this terrible godless nihilistic universe when essentially we are all just puffs of dust that will get blown away by time scattered throughout the universe until everything slowly dies I feel that, although quite that, a lot like a puff of dust <laughs> at the moment <laughs> although that is still true at least while we're here other people might agree with me about something and that's quite important too isn't it yeah it's really important particularly when i think there's an argument that says we are an increasingly atomized society play the uh, increasingly atomized society music dave what the hell's the increasingly atomized society music Put it up, you know come on there we go <laughs> no oh. idea no idea what's going to go in that oh, space when the edit's so done. atomized <laughs> Molecular. You stupid woman. <laughs> Sustain a babble of the week. So, Sustain a of the week. This is a section where we don't necessarily talk about Donald Trump. No, which is good because oh, I'm bloody bored of Donald Trump. I'm so bored of Donald when Trump. When we brought that section in, that thing's Donald Dunn section, I don't think we imagined it would become like the only thing we ever do in this podcast. No. Right? How about a promise? How about a promise, Ol? Mm-hmm. Next week, no matter what Donald's done, we don't talk about Donald Trump at all. No matter what he's done. I mean, it'll right be that. a short podcast, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, right. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Right. Good. Anyway, so this week we're not going to be talking about Donald Trump uh, anymore 
because we're talking about babble, classic babble, uh, eco-guff. And the people who have been eco-guffing are the frackinged people. Um, uh, we frackinged. have talked about frackinged in many, many episodes. So we won't blather on too much about what it is and why it's awful. But there's been a big old fight going on about Robin Hood. So um, at the beginning of the year, uh, there was some excellent campaigning done by an excellent campaigner who asked a load of questions, uh, FOIs, Freedom of Information Requests, um, about whether this horrible, huge, enormous chemicals company, Ineos, who are getting well into fracking, <laughs> well, well, in, oh, I didn't even mean that, yeah. Yeah, uh, getting well into fracking. Whether they had had any um, conversations with the Forestry Com- Commission, um, and they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had loads of conversations with us. Uh, here you go. Um, this is them talking about how they want to see if there's anything to frack under Sherwood Forest. And obviously, everyone went, what? England's Sherwood for- Robin Hood's Sherwood Forest. Come off it. And um, yeah, everyone, as happens with fracking, everyone has risen up and gone, no, that won't happen here. We've had thousands of people signing petitions, blah, 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 loads of resistance. But in response to that, they have gone nuclear. Uh, they have decided... Oh, well, that's all right then, isn't it? Does that mean Sherwood Forest is safe? What, because they're going to they're gonna build a nuclear... Plant? No, yes. don't be... No, shut up, shut oh. up. No, they've gone nuclear in their sort of, oh dear... Everyone has found out what we're going to do and they're saying it's a terrible idea. We will try and convince people it's a great idea by putting an eight-page supplement in a whole bunch of newspapers trying to explain why fracking is fine. Now, you read through this for your, um, to your eternal credit. I mean, it's, I can't bring myself to do it. But you read through all eight pages and said it basically boils down to if done well, <laughs> yes. fracking will be fine. I mean, that is, that is this single, this isn't just the, the, the totality of this eight-page documents argument. As far as I understand it, and you do know more about fracking than me, this is the only, the one and only argument that the fracking industry has really got that makes, that stands up. It's entirely logically correct, right? <laughs> yeah. Their argument is, where you frack safely, fracking is safe. <laughs> they can't yeah. even say, we will do it safely. Because they might not, because they might be like a bad thing will happen. Yeah, there it's might like be saying, some unsafe fracking. Yeah, it's like haven't... saying playing with a tiger where it's done safely yeah. is perfectly safe. Like, well, yes, it is. There's, it's brilliant. And there's a whole Q&A section. Um, and I, I love it. You get this so often in Q&A documents. They're like, shit, people have got loads of questions that are quite tricky to answer. So we'll make it look like we've got loads of answers. Uh, by writing loads of words. So we'll pose all the questions that they've got and then just sort of not answer them. So there's one like, does fracking cause earthquakes? And they spend a long time going, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it has, yeah. But I mean, it won't. Where, where it doesn't, it won't. Where, where there are no earthquakes caused by fracking, it, it won't, but it has. And then, and then the best one is on the house prices. Uh, <laughs> so... This is a question. Will fracking reduce my house price? And it just goes on to say, well, where's Arabella? What does it say, Arabella? In this sense, it is not fracking that will lower house prices, so much as the misinformation that exaggerates the risks of technology and encourages people to talk down prices. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. So, yes, but it's because of people getting upset. 
that the house prices will fall. Not not because of the fracking per se. So so if people just weren't upset about fracking and loved living near fracking, then the house prices wouldn't go down. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, um, Will, uh, a compost heap comes to life and starts walking around the town and a compost heap sets itself up in your front garden. Will that lower my house price? Like, well, it might do, but that's only because people don't realise that the compost heap's actually quite nice. If it did realise the compost heap was nice, then it wouldn't lower your house prices. So actually, it's all this fear of compost heaps that's the problem. It's like, again, it's just a totally kind of watertight circular <laughs> argument. It's like, if you didn't mind that thing, then it wouldn't lower your house price. But people do mind it. So let us do more of it, and then we'll show you that it's all right. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work like that. Robin Hood. So that is just about it for another episode of Sustainababble, number 70 in the can. What's 70 in anniversaries? Ruby, isn't it? That was our Ruby Babble. No, is it? Yeah. Whoever yeah. gets to se- you, no one gets 70. You never get a 70th anniversary oh, no, or anything. On. No, that's 40, isn't it? Yeah. You get, so I reckon you oh, get titanium. On. I think it's our titanium anniversary. Thank you very much, Dave, for babbling supremely. Unicorn! It's our unicorn anniversary. <laughs> We get a unicorn. Excellent. Unicorns all round. Free right. unicorns. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> Crikey. Right, shut up. Thank you. Thank you, Dave, for your supreme babble and for talking all the while that I was just holding my head in my hands and hoping the ground would open up and swallow me. Very professional podcasters, aren't we? Thank you also to Arabella, my lovely little seven-year-old niece, for reading out lots of babble this week. Uh, we'll have to pay her overtime. Thank you also to the majestic Dickie Moore for providing all of the music that we intertwinkle stuff with and we begin and end stuff with. You can get in touch with us and let us know what you think of these here babblings. We are on Twitter at The Babble Wagon. You can find us on Facebook, just search for Sustainababble or drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish. And thank you to all them lovely people who are going on to things like iTunes and giving us five-star mm. reviews or four-star reviews. In fact, I think they're all five stars because everyone loves us. So Yay. you can go and do that and all. And then uh, you can get fellowship and you can... You can get inspired by your fellow people doing wonderful things in the service of the babble. Hurrah! Right, that is just about it. Um, I am going to start reading out some of the things that Donald Trump has cut funding for, okay? Um, It's a long list, so I suggest you fade this out. Uh, He has cut funding for the Department of Justice Violence Against Women programmes. Funding for the National Endowment of the Arts is gone. Uh, National Endowment of Humanities... Corporation of Public Broadcasting, Minority. Yeah, all right. Uh, so I'll let I'll carry on doing that. Thank you very much, listener, and we will see you next week. Bye. Extension Partnership, Office of Community Orientated Policing Services, Legal Services Corporation. Can we start one? How is he? Let's. Sustainable should have his own national park called Your Mum National Park. Where is it going to be? Right, in my garden. I declare, I designate my garden, your mum, National Park. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm sure that'll be open to the public. Yeah.